Good morning and welcome to our worship service from the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village this Sunday, August 29th. We are so glad that you have decided to join us for worship. Now, whether you are here in person on campus, masked, or online, we trust that God's Spirit will touch you through this worship service, uplifting your spirit and strengthening and nurturing it for the challenges that you face ahead in your lives. Bless you for your, for your faith and your intentionality to live a life of faith, of love and grace in our community, in your family, in our world. So a couple quick reminders as we start our time together of some opportunities of ministry before us. The Social Concerns Committee is, is hosting a homelessness discussion this afternoon at 4 p.m. on Zoom. If you are not familiar with the uh, Zoom address for that, you can find it on the website or uh, in your Friday announcements. And also a book study that will start the second, <clears throat> the second Monday of September uh, by um, Matthew Desmond called Evicted. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning book that talks about the, uh, the complicated situations that lead up to uh, homelessness through eviction. It's, a, it's an important book to read and be knowledgeable about. The women's retreat is going to happen this fall, but a little different than it was originally planned as the pandemic continues to alter our pattern. It's gonna be a one-day retreat now on the 23rd, so take note of that, ladies. We are still uh, encouraging you to uh, if you are able and have the compassion to send some relief through UMCOR for the uh, earthquake victims in Haiti, uh, hopefully after today is over, we will not need to be asking for uh, some assistance to the, the hurricane victims in Louisiana. Let's see how that goes today. Um, we hope for the best for them down there. And the Keith Lees, I, I don't see them with us today. They've been with Oh, there they are. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. 60 years of marriage. Congratulations to the two of you. And Linda, um, well, it's good to see both of you, of course. But Linda, after the uh, struggle you've been through healing up from a fall, it's good to see you out and about and with us uh, this morning in worship. We continue with our summer sermon series, Faith in Film, with a look at a film that is uh, dear to my heart that is called Lucas. I'm not sure how many of you know that film. I think I am probably going to be introducing it to uh, most all of you. It was filmed in my uh, suburban Chicago hometown of Glen Ellen using my high school, Glenbard West. Go Hilltoppers! as the main backdrop of the film, as well as my community. I love watching this film because I see exactly where I had lunch, where I played football, where I uh, played baseball and tennis, the, the underpass of the railroad that I, well, it's all there. My, my childhood from sixth grade through high school is, is just all there for me. So I, I love the film. But I am showing it to you because it also will speak to all of us uh, on an important matter. 
there is no better rule in life than to treat others the way that you would prefer to be treated. It is the perfect ethical guide and the best rule we can use for getting along with people that are around us, our family, our friends, our acquaintances. It turns out the golden rule is actually found in all the major religions in one fashion, one wording, or another. And I, for one, appreciate that. I appreciate knowing that um, and hope that it might be a, a common ground upon which all of us humans might actually stand and find a way to get along. Stopping the violence and the oppression and the abuse and the exploitation and the war among us in this human family around the globe. The film Lucas makes this point in a very individual and a very personal way, which is where all these things actually start and how you get along with the person next to you. All right then, let us center ourselves in preparation for worship. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us join as one in heart and voice. Worship Him now with thanks and praise. Let us be glad and rejoice. Will you all join me in the call to worship, which is projected on the screen for you? Come, brothers and sisters, let us worship the Lord our God. It's God's will that you live fully experiencing the power of love. Let love have the run of the house. Let us together in our opening hymn. Together we serve, united by love, inviting God's world to the glorious feast. We work and we pray through sorrow and joy, extending your love to the last and the least. We seek to pray. Holy God, be with us in this time of worship that we might open our hearts and minds to your holy word for us this day. 
that being nurtured and inspired by it, we would be led into truer discipleship and greater faithfulness. In your Son's name and for your purposes, we pray. Amen. time in our worship service where I'm talking to the children of the church. So whether you're at home, online worshiping with us, or you're here with us in the sanctuary, I'm so glad to be able to talk with you and to share a little bit of God's story. Today in Sunday school, those of you that are here are going to start a new Sunday school curriculum. And the curriculum starts off with talking about creation, about how God made everything and said it was good. I am so glad that we have a God who created the land and the earth and the sky and light and night and us. And to each and every one of those things, God said it was good. On the day of your birth, God said that you were good too and that God was pleased to have you as a part of creation. That's such a great joy to hold in our hearts to remember that God loves us so deeply and so profoundly. I hope that by the end of this day, you might be able to look around the world and see what you think is good as well and what God might have proclaimed it is good too. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. And thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us and saying that we are good. Help us to find the good all around us. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, you can head off to Sunday. join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome Almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the ways in which your spirit has flown and moved around us, inviting us into relationship with one another and relationship with you. 
Help us to continue to feel your movement in our lives and help us to embrace the ways that you are inviting us to see the good that you have created and to see the ways that you are inviting us to be co-creators with you in this effort of creating good for the world. Be with us this day that we can remember that golden rule, that invitation to do unto others as we would have done unto ourselves and help us to find ways to let that be our our marching orders, so to speak, as to how we interact with others and how we live our lives in honor to your love and the grace that you have already given to us. We pray for all of those who are in need this day, those that need to know your help, know that need to know your comfort, those that need some insight, and those that you are celebrating and rejoicing with. As a church community, we think specifically of Dick Thomas, who needed follow-up surgery and remains in the hospital after that surgery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Steve Blassingame, who had a stroke this week, impacting his chemotherapy and his continued recovery. Be with Steve and his family as they face this new obstacle in their road. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Paul Guyberson, who fell and broke his leg this week. After being in the hospital, he is now home recovering, and we ask you to watch over him in that process. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Pam Sutphin and family at the passing of Pam's mother this week. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we lift up prayers for the family of Gloria Cutchen as she passed away this week as well. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We join with Patty Chamness lifting up prayers for healing for Max. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for the family and friends of the 13 soldiers who lost their lives in the suicide bombing in Kabul this week and for all of those whose lives are impacted by the explosion. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for the friends of our church who have come from Afghanistan as they await the news of loved ones' safety and evacuation prospects and everyone who is in similar situations. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for all of those who are preparing for Hurricane Ida, which may be making landfall as we worship. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray for those who have contracted COVID and are battling the virus. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And for those who who have continuing concerns for their health in regard to the coronavirus and the Delta variant. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Randy Bloom, who is struggling with diabetes as well as a possible brain tumor. Be with her and her doctors as they discern the best course of treatment and determine how to to care for Randy at this time. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And we think of those who have experienced particular moments of joy. We celebrate with Patty Chamness the birth of her first grandchild, a baby girl, to Paul and Vanessa this week. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. 
and we celebrate with the Myrans as they found out that Zach finally has secured student housing one week after classes began. After some stress and anxiety, we celebrate knowing that Zach has a place to call home and to have a landing plan, a landing pad in his first year of college. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We take a moment in silence to lift up the prayers privately that are on our hearts. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, we ask you to be with us and all of those prayers that we lifted up, offering your support, your care, your healing, and your nurture. We ask you to be with our church as we continue to serve you to the best of our ability, seeking your wisdom and insight as we, bring, as we live to be a beacon of hope for our community as we stand on this corner of our neighborhood be with us that we continue to shine your light to those around us. We pray all of this in your son's name, who taught us to say when we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. On they go through private pain, living fear to hides the silent cry only Jesus hears people need the Lord people need the Lord at the end of broken dreams He's the open door. People need the Lord. 
to take his light to a world where wrong seems right. What could be too great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost? Through his love our hearts can feel all the grief they bear. They must hear the words of life. Only we can share. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, he's the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize that we? It is ironic how over these pandemic months, a time in which our, our social interactions have been altered and we have been in less uh, personal touch with one another and with friends and colleagues who are suffering setbacks and maybe dying even, that so many in our society have grown less tolerant and, and more argumentative you might have thought that our hunger for interactions would make us more receptive and accepting of one another, appreciative of the live human connections regardless of our differences. Yet that seems not to have been the case for many. It appears to me that for, for many, this has become a time of being more, well, more self-centered and, and selfish in which personal concerns or, or perspectives are, are pushed forward at the expense of the needs and, and the well-being of others. Life always is a little bit better, as is society, when we think of others first. 
In fact, uh, pandemic or not, Jesus would have us think and speak and behave differently. Our guide is to be the golden rule, the treating of others as we would have others treat us. Now, if, if you would not want your head chewed off in a dispute, well then don't treat others that way. And if you would like to be fed, if it turned out that you were a hungry person, then adopt a style of feeding those who are hungry. And if you would like to be forgiven for a misstep or, or even a serious error in life, not having the rest of your life be colored by that one event or the rest of your relationship with someone being affected by that one event. Well then, be the kind of person who forgives others for such missteps or wrongs. You know, it really seems pretty simple. Yet apparently, we find it a real challenge to live out. Our film today brings the topic clearly into view with the lives of some youth struggling to find their identity as they make their way through those challenging teenage years. It's important for us, it's important for us to learn how to be nice and to play fair. And if we learn it in our early years, we do a better job of doing it in our later years. In our scripture, we're introduced to the golden rule by a teaching of Jesus. Media team, let's just hear this passage from scripture. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12. In everything do to others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law of the prophets. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Christy. I like the way Jesus offers it so directly, so, so unequivocally. Boom! There it is. Yet I worry sometimes that broad statements like this are appreciated in their directness and their simplicity, their, their comprehensiveness. We all go, oh, wow, that, that's great. That's a good one. Yet they are hard to put into practice. We admire the golden rule. How many have embroidered it? Framed it, perhaps? You know, put it up on the wall in your family room just to kind of guide the conversations of the family, maybe. But do we write it on our hearts? Like Jeremiah said that we are to do as people of God with God's precepts. So for a moment, I want to invite you to think about what following the golden rule might look 
like. How might it translate into behaviors in your life? Think on that for a bit. Uh, we'll circle back to it and see what you've come up with. Now, in Jesus' time, he told the parable of the Good Samaritan to the people around him as a way to help figure out what it might mean to live the, the golden rule. So, media team, I, I want you to bring up this scripture for us now. Our next scripture reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 29, 36 and 37. Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus then tells the story of the man who gets mugged on a roadway and is only helped by a Samaritan, an outsider to their society, not by the priest or the Levite, the central religious figures of their society. Then Jesus wraps up the story. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be, Thanks to, God. be to God. In answer to the lawyer's question, Jesus says, Our neighbors are the people around us, and we are to treat them, especially in their times of need, as we would like to be treated, namely, with mercy. Treat others as you would like to be treated. Let love lead. Let love loose in the house. May mercy move us, motivate us, and mobilize us. Always. The film Lucas is a, is a memorable film for me, but it's also a good one for for all of us, a coming-of-age movie in which a high school jock ends up being a good guy to the dorky kid who is trying to fit in. In this scene, the, the jock bumps into the dorky kid, Lucas, and his friends at the movie theater. Now, I've got to say... One of these characters uh, says kind of a swear word. K kind of one because it's the S-H word. 
connected to another word that makes it kind of a jab of bad taste to many of our ears, especially on a Sunday morning in church. <laughs> so I, I had a little dilemma in front of me. Um, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that first off, I didn't even hear it. Um, and it's kind of drawn to my attention that that was in there. And so our media team, the God-fearers and tech wonders that they are, have, have tried to do something to, to kind of blur the sound of what they... We'll see how successful they are. We love them for their, their trying to get me off the hook. I really appreciate it. And, and should it turn out that um, you hear... Um, what you're not supposed to hear, um, well, we'll get by, right? We'll, we'll get by somehow. We'll get by. Um, we'll survive. I'm, I'm hoping to, to, try to, to try to glean the larger point of why the scene is there. Okay, media team, God bless you. Let's give it a try. Got our tickets. Got our tickets. Thank you. We'll see you inside, okay? Bye, Luke. Sorry, I'm late. Hey, Luke! You want something? Thanks. Sure. Can I help you? Uh, yes, ma'am. I like a tub of popcorn, like butter, a large coat, a small coat, and, uh, since I'm on a diet, I'll have either goobers or M&M's. Which one, guys? M&M's. M&M's. Luke, 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 Luke! Get the ball away and puke! Ben and Luke, I'm gonna puke! Hey, don't let him scare you away. Scare me away? Yeah, just tell me. Yeah, I'd like some Reese's Pieces, some Milk Duds, and some Red Twisty things for my girlfriend, please. So, what do you guys say? Hey, you coming out for the football team or not? Hey, we're trying to find you a jersey, Jaglin, but we're all out of pup tents. <laughs> you should talk, breath. What'd you say? You heard me. No, I don't think I did. Hey, what's going on? Hey, this kid's mouthing off to me. Come on, let's hey, go. Hey, wait a second. Hey, what's the point? Man? Hey, I'm kidding around, and this fat little marshmallow opens his mouth to me. Don't worry about him. Let's go see a movie. You better watch your mouth, fat boy. Learn to be like Lucas here. He's smart. Not like you. He's scared. Not like me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know you're asking for it. Well, so are you. What'd you say? All right, come on. Come you on, heard enough. me? You know, maybe you boys would like to step outside. No, no, let's go. No, I think I have to settle this. Well, I came to see a movie. And so did I. Yeah, but not King Kong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, settle down. Come on, let's go. 
No fights. I mean it. I think you should listen to the lady. You know, if I was you, I wouldn't stick around to see the movie. You understand me, Luca Plakia? I'm gonna be looking for you guys afterwards. No, you won't. The hell I won't. They're gonna be with me afterwards. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're going out to eat. What are you always sticking up for this wimp for? What are you always picking on him for? Come on, let's go, Bruno. The movie's started. Let's make sure we're on opposite sides of the line tomorrow, huh? Sure. Here, Reese's. You want anything? Maybe we should leave. I'm not afraid of that. Don't worry about it. We're all going out. I can't. My mom's picking me up. So Cappy is the, the Charlie Sheen character, and uh, he stands up to the bully on behalf of Lucas. Um, no one likes to be bullied, and, and Cappy does his best to defuse the situation and to help Lucas feel okay about, about being there. In fact, Cappy includes Lucas and his friend in the activities of the rest of the evening. And later he reveals that, that Lucas was helpful to him once when he was in need, academically. And so he likes Lucas and wants to be nice to him. Our motivations to be nice and to play fair, well, they might be gratitude for, for others' kindness or simply that it's the right thing to do, to treat others like you would like to be treated. Lucas had helped Cappy, and Cappy was touched by the, by the gesture of friendship. As a result, Cappy wanted to be nice to Lucas in return. Being nice, playing fair is, is like that. It touches people in positive ways, spreads out goodwill, and draws goodwill back to you. So when Rachel and I were, were building this film series, we thought maybe this would be a good film to share as our youngsters and our youth are, are getting back into school and they're having episodes, perhaps um, maybe not at the Glen Theater like that, but at other occasions at lunch or or wherever. That now, now, however young you are or however old you have become, now is the perfect time to learn how to be nice and to play fair. Kindness begats kindness. Mercy begats mercy. Love begats love, Jesus says. You build a, a blessed community this way, the peaceable kingdom of God's intentions is built this way. So let's think of some circumstances that would be good illustrations of our theme of be nice, play fair. Let's share some examples of, of how to, how to treat others as you would like to be treated. My partner here, Pastor Rachel, is going to pass among you 
Uh, she's got a microphone. We're hoping that you can speak through your mask um, and share just a thought, perhaps, that have come to your mind about how to play fair, be nice, how to treat others the way you would like to be treated. Rachel, let's see. Who has the courage to offer an illustration? We should have planted someone in the congregation to start the conversation. All right, friends, who wants to go first? All right, thank you, Janet. I just, in the past couple of months, all of the things that we have battled at home with my daughter's illness, my friends, have been wonderful to me. Offering care and how they can help me and my neighbors, and I will never forget that. Thank you. Indeed, when we reach out like that, particularly in times of, of great duress or uncertainty, and, and share a meal or just share a hug or a, a word of support and friendship, it means the world, doesn't it? It just means the world to us. Okay. Um, I have a grandson that just went to um, Wednesday left for University of Michigan. That's quite a long ways away. And um, my daughter and my son-in-law took him out. But before he left, um, I wrote him a, a note, a letter, and also gave him a little gift. But in that, I, I told him that it's gonna be very difficult at first, being so far away from home, but you will meet people and you will do well because you are in athletics and um, you have a friend that also from Westlake High School is going to be attending University of Michigan. My grandson's name is Aleo. So what I wrote in that letter was to tell him to wish him the very best, keep your chin up, always love your neighbor as thyself. When it's, you know, do an act of kindness to them, they will come back and do an ex ex excellent kindness to you. Just be friendly, do well in your grades, don't look back and don't get discouraged. And he wrote me back and he called me. He said, Grandma, that's probably the best words of encouragement that I could ever have sending off to college. This just happened this week and I was grateful to know how much he loves me as I love him. Thank you. Amen. Wow. Wow, that's Amen. great. God bless the grandmas of this world who pause just for a second and clearly lay it out what's necessary to build a good future life for our kids thank you grandma you know my wife is from afghanistan mm. she, she has family there she's on text she's on facebook so many people have called to be supportive at this time texted or come by and i got to tell you how much that means it's very helpful thank you and god pray that this settles down we sometimes forget that these uh, circumstances that are way beyond our borders have a real live personal connection to us and the, the better able we are to extend a love and a caring to our friends like David and help, help them to realize that um, our love goes through your family 
across those borders and unites all of us as people of God. Um, I'm thinking of something personal, but I think we can maybe all relate to this. I have some siblings, um, and I often think, oh, they never call me to check in and see how I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should practice what I would like to receive. So I think I'll call them later. <laughs> What a good idea. What a good, and I'm thinking, you're talking to me too, um, that that would be good advice maybe for all of us to, to reach out uh, if we want to be reached out too. Okay, here, let's just take one more. I like your, I like your applications. Mine is just a real... I think simple thing, but kind of hard to practice, and that is when I'm driving, <laughs> let that person change lanes <laughs> or slow down, um, you know, and you don't have to be vocal. <laughs> you can just kind of let them in and maybe feel a little good about yourself. <laughs> Our cameraman is looking at me as you say that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dee. I, I, I have found that uh, what helped me with that is to wear a United Methodist license plate <laughs> and uh, trying very hard not to embarrass my, uh, my church. Uh, it, that helped. Great examples, thank you so much. And I hope all of us are, are struggling just a little bit with this to think of well, where, where is there an example like this that I could put into practice and strengthen myself to becoming the kind of person I want to be, the kind of person that actually lives uh, the golden rule uh, naturally in my life. Well, I want to share with you another example. A number of years ago, I was watching The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and, and he had as a guest and interviewed Malala Yousafzai. Am I saying that close enough that you know who I'm talking about? The 2014 Nobel Peace Prize winner due to the work she was doing for the education of girls in Pakistan. And the Taliban had tried to kill her in 2012, and... And she was shot in the head, as you recall the story, but, but she survived and, and continued fearlessly in her good work. Now, in this interview some, I don't know, maybe four years later or so, she talked about those who hurt her. And, and remarkably, she talked about extending to them Forgiveness. Malayla said she was doing this because people make mistakes. And she would want to be forgiven of mistakes she made. So she's forgiving others. Here's, here's a quote from the interview. I think of the world as a happy place. And I believe that I should treat others the way I want them 
to treat me. I want everyone to be kind to me, to love me, to take care of me, to forgive me if I do something bad. And that's what I have chosen in my mind. I have forgiven them. And then she goes on and says, I am hopeful that they will change. It's not just them, but many people who are picking up guns. I'm telling them, Put down your guns and try to do things in a peaceful way. Now, that interview was, was really incredibly powerful to me. Now, I think she's issued a book since this time where maybe she lays it out, um, the, her whole experience and her response to the experience over time a little bit better. I found the interview so powerful because... It's very real life. It's, it's not speaking an aphorism. But instead, living real life in a terribly extreme situation with mercy. How do you do that? It's not just the, the Samaritan showing mercy to the mugged man who is of a of different religion and cultural group than he is, and so good for you doing that. No, it's the mugged man showing mercy to those who attacked him. Malayla went the extra step of mercy. She lived into the golden rule where the, where the rubber really meets the road of interpersonal actions and ethics. Now, I share this with you just because I think she's a marvelous example, and I, and I share this with you because I think it's so easy so easy to say, yeah, the golden rule. That, that's a good thing. Let's live by the golden rule. Yet it's, it's a whole lot harder to live it out in the real drama of human life. Yet I think Jesus knew that. I think Jesus was talking to us in that drama with this lesson expecting us to take it to heart and to not just do it when it's convenient, but to do it when it's difficult. Like he said elsewhere in the scriptures, he's remembered of saying, loving those who love you, well, that's easy peasy. Loving those who don't love you, well... That's the challenge. That's the, the opportunity of faith, of the power of God love in your life. 
we came up with some thoughts about how we might live out the golden rule in our lives. Uh, imagine Malayla doing it in hers, right? And if she can do it, if she can find a way to do it, surely we can discover the motivation in our own lives to do it. We can do it, and thanks be to God, we will reap the benefits of being people of mercy, people of grace and love. What we extend to others will be returned to us, multifold. So let's take it to heart. Be nice. Play fair. Treat others as you would wish to be treated. As Wendell Berry likes to put it, do unto those downstream as you would have those upstream do to you. Amen. As we think of how we do unto others as we would have them do unto us, we think with appreciation for the grace and love that our God has already extended to us. And so we respond back to God saying thank you by giving our tithes, gifts, and offering so that those gifts can be turned into more acts of mercy that help others know God's grace as well we will receive the gift of music as we contemplate how we will give.
hope this service has been a blessing to you. We choose, you know, it is our choice how to interact with one another. And Jesus proposes that we use the golden rule as our guide, and adopting it is a smart and it's a good choice. As we get back to school, whether we're a Cappy or a Lucas, and as we continue to face the, the challenges of interactions during the pandemic, the golden rule, it's simple, it's clear, it supports caring and healthy relationships. Make it your guide. Let me thank Gloria for subbing for our organist. She's done it two weeks now, I'll do it another week. We're thankful for the, your talent the way you're able to do that. A couple reminders again, a great opportunity for uh, thinking about and talking with like-minded people about how we might approach homelessness. Today at four, a Zoom link you can see in our Friday announcements or on our website and be sure to buy the book. I think maybe the Saltos will have the book after worship if you're here with us and if not, you can get it on any of the major um, booksellers online or call down to the church. It's called Evicted. It's, a, it's an excellent study. Be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen.